0: Welcome back to another edition of Mets Mafia. I'm very happy to have our first inaugural episode out. This will be episode two on the opening day preview. Uh, your host, CJ Owens. Let's throw it over to Brian Cunningham say some words in the beginning.
1: What's up, everybody? Excited to get our first episode out, and we're looking forward to opening day. We're very pumped up.
2: Opening day, boys. Let's go. That time of the year, LFGM. I'm ready to ride. We got the grom on the bump. I'm calling double digits easily, maybe thinking 12 or 13, but let's go. We're here.
0: Big predictions from, uh, Greggy to start the year. So, uh, I think, uh, before we get into opening day, I think we got to address the elephant group. We're uh, approaching the, uh, the 24th hour of the, uh, deadline there and the extension on Lindor. And, uh, Jeff, the tweeted, no, uh, 20 minutes ago, no movement. So, uh, it looks like right now we're to stand still. We'll see if anything breaks during the episode. Fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, definitely got to address that. So, Greg, I'll let you hit that off. Yeah, man. Well,
2: everyone's really pressing right now with this Lindor deal. So, I think we just got to wait and see. And I don't think it's going to be happening until we, unless we get a miracle before 7 p.m. tomorrow. But I think we just got to trust the process, trust in Uncle Stevie. And then, you know, I hope we're going to have a good year. It all depends on the Mets. I think we just got to bet on us playing good, which we all expect, right? So,. Let's go out there, let's play good, and Lindor will be here to stay. We'll be offering him the same money at the end, so he'll
1: take it, hopefully. Yeah, 100% agree with Greg. Uh, You know, Steve Cohen, he doesn't seem to want to go those extra two years. He doesn't want to meet Lindor with that part of what Lindor's looking for. And, you know, Steve Cohen's got to stand his ground. I kind of understand that viewpoint. I feel like Steve Cohen has to set the precedent that the Mets aren't just going to be an open ATM. And he's going to stand his ground. And Lindor got, I thought a more than fair deal. I thought he should sign it. I don't think he's going to get that in free agency if he tries to go there. But like Greg said, he has time to sign at the end of the season. Don't want to see everybody press. We're still contenders this year. And that guy's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, those are good points, Connie. I think I'll, uh, a little more on the gloom end of it. I think, uh,
1: I agree with you i think
0: that it definitely was a fair walk around the mets i um, good for francisco sticking instagram good for steve cohen sticking his grand. i thought you made um a great point alluding to that steve cohen um is just not going to get bullied and like bulldoze there and show he's like ATM. um i think that kind of is something that definitely is contributing to the negotiations obviously we have porto as well that extension kind of um put on the side burner as we um get down with the window extension but I think if the extension doesn't go through and uh, he plays that the season, I think the fans absolutely will support him and be behind him. Obviously, you'll have some losers who won't. But I think the media would definitely be a big issue with that, especially if he doesn't um, get off to a hot start. So I'm very worried about – I shouldn't say very worried, but it definitely does concern me. Um, I would definitely prefer to get the deal done. But, uh, yeah, so if it doesn't get done, I feel like I'm a little concerned about how the media will treat him going forward.
1: Out uh, of the media, good old Anthony Tacomo, Tim Healy, all the guys.
2: Listen, man, I just think Mets fans need to not panic and not freak out about Lindor. Even if he has a rough two weeks to start the season, they got to chill. This guy is a top talent in league. Over 162, he will perform. He's going to show you why he's worth the money, and he'll be fine. But if they come in here and they get upset and they start booing him, that's not going to make him want to come back in free agency after and then sign. Like, we gotta support the guy like you guys are saying, and we, he's one of the best. We just gotta embrace him, and he's gonna want to be in Queens forever, hopefully.
0: Yeah, definitely don't go out there opening day and boom, just sign the extension. That's that would be not absurd. That is definitely not what to do. We are not recommending that whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think that yeah, it's a tough spot. You know, each state each have uh, good sticking points, and they're sticking to it. So good for them, man. I would like to say we want him here for a long time, but who knows? can you guys think to add for
1: that? Yeah, I mean, my theory, honestly, looks like I'm wrong now. We're coming down to the hour here. But I thought Lindor's camp was just holding out for the very last minute to see if Steve going with cave. And it looks like Steve's not going to cave, so it looks like we're just going to have to ride this thing out. I just hope it doesn't become a distraction because that's what could happen to very good teams. Their star player becomes a distraction, and it throws everything off. Like if booze come down, that's, you know, that's no good. But I hope the fans just react good and realize we could still extend them in the offseason.
0: I was alluded to even more the the, uh, just like, the, you know, Tuesday is holding their, uh, all their prints right now for the back page until uh, 12 p.m. So they get their final endorsement so they can post that uh, Steve Cohen or Lindor big, uh, you know, meme on their back page. Now that's what, the more I'm talking about, like the Newsday media, stuff like that. You know, they're all going to run with it. And, that's going to be garbage. So I think that kind of media is more of my concern there.
2: Well, yeah, we know that as being Mets fans. Uh, media always likes to make us the little brother in the clown next to the Yankees, so fuck them. I don't care. Mets are here to stay, gonna they're going to have a big year, and they're just going to show everybody what's good.
1: Bro, it's not even that now. Just like even Twitter now, you see players like Pete Alonzo logged off Twitter. Like they, I don't know why they pay attention to that stuff, but it seems like they do. Stroman seems like he has a big problem with that too. Alonzo, it's just nowadays media almost controls everything.
0: I mean, if you get sucked into those Twitter trolls, uh, you'll be there forever. Like you said, how do you get? You're a multi-million dollar athlete. You can't sit there and scroll and listen to what Joe Blow is telling you from his man cave in his baby model's basement. You know, like you can't sit there doing that. The guy has heat. A you like an elf as a picture. And you're like, take what this dude takes seriously. Like, you know, he prays that you answer. So, yeah, I agree. Twitter is definitely not the place to go if you're looking for uh, some positive morale if you're an athlete.
1: However, if you're on there, give Jerry Blevins a follow. That's a good Mets guy to follow. He's always positive vibes on Twitter.
0: Jerry
2: Blevins and Ty Kelly. He's always, got some, he's always shouting out uh, Howie Rose and Gary Cohen, always letting, letting everybody know we got the best in the biz.
0: Ty Kelly's team is real, (laughs) baby. Superstar. All right, so let's get into something that's a little more uh, uplifting. I know we're excited tomorrow's opening day. Can't wait to feed the goat on the mound. So we'll transition to that, get some good news excited for the season. Uh, Connie, take your away, my man. What do you got to say about opening day tomorrow? I'm very excited.
1: I'm pumped, man. I mean, opening day, DeGrom Scherzer. Can't get any better than that. I'm very excited to see what the hitters could do off Scherzer. And I have my expectations for DeGrom. I feel like every time he goes out and pitches, he's going to give us a good start. So I definitely think, at the very least, it's going to be a competitive ball game for the Mets. I could see it being a low-scoring game, though. Like a typical opening day game. But hopefully the Mets come through. I think big hit out of Pete Alonzo. Kind of feeling that. So let's go Mets.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. I'm very excited to see the ground pitch. Uh, I know Greg use against us. The Mets got the highest winning percentage on opening day, so it's a great, uh, great thing to look forward to there. Mets always play well on opening day. Um, yeah, Scherzer always gives us a tough go. I feel like we've seen the Nationals the last like, at least the last few years on opening day, a couple of them. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think if the games have come down late, if the bullpen can hold it, I think if we can hold the lead late, that would be key. So, I think Sugar. Will be a big
1: part of the game tomorrow. So, uh, what do you think, Greg? Um, boys, I'm
0: boys, sorry. Boys, yeah boys, boys we, we got it. Right we got it. What did I say, Greg? About a minute ago. Connie did say. This, I will say he
2: called.
1: <laughs> Lindor signs the extension. No no well, it's for about 340 million dollars. 340 million.
0: Wow, so they came in you know, 11 years, 12 years. The year was
1: 12. You guys 10. Yeah, I don't see the years yet, but boys, it has happened. Francisco Lindor is a New York Met for at least a decade. I just
2: doubled the amount of money I was gonna bet tomorrow on the Mets. Maybe tripled it. Like it's it's locking it in
0: Mets all day.
1: Lindor's camp, man. They held out to the last second. They wanted to see how much they can milk out of the uh the Godfather.
0: Stevie balked. He got to 340, man. That's the only best number of around that kind of stuff from Heyman? with 340,
1: you said? Yep. Heyman tweeted 340.
0: Okay, yeah. So then uh, 340, yeah. I mean, Stevie did balk that. So good for Lindor. guys. was right. That is a huge deal for Lindor. I guess we can get into that, I guess. So that is a huge deal. I mean, by the time that ends, he'll be old. But, you know, good. And if he gets to, get to the promised land, man, it's all worth it. So I'm ecstatic for that.
2: Listen, it's a crazy contract, but you know, as long as we get where we want in the first couple years or I don't even care. First half, as long as it gets us something, that's all that matters, man. So let's go.
1: Yeah, I mean next
2: up. Come next up. Give him two fifty. I don't
0: care.
1: I mean, I'm just blown away right now. I thought it was dead in the water. We were just live. I was saying about ten minutes ago how it's dead and this guy signs the extension. I'm curious to see if there's like opt outs in there. What's the deal? But you can't be upset. I mean we got our shortstop for the next decade, but
0: I shouted out Jeff Passan, and then uh, what is it, ten minutes later, fifteen minutes later we we got the uh, we got the news from good old Justin Tr- <laughs> John, man. Justin John can't So that's fantastic news, man. If you couldn't tell we're excited over here, that's uh that's a good night, everybody I was proud, great to be going as the opening day. Yeah, I think uh, the Mets' vibes are definitely high, so that might be a free train of emotion going in there tomorrow. Locking in Mets
2: to the house. Party line all day. Tell your mothers, tell your brothers, tell your sisters, get everybody on. Mets to the house.
0: You so you had the Yankees in that parlay too, didn't you?
2: Listen, if you want to make it sweet, you make it a parlay. Eric Cole, and Jacob the Grub. come on. They're not losing a no big day.
0: Weekly bets from Gregory. New, new segment coming soon.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Mets kind of look like a good bet tomorrow. Good opening day team. The ground's on the mound. I'd ride with it.
0: Historically, a great opening day team. So, yeah, definitely can't beat that.
1: I'm I hearing 10, that, uh,
0: 10 years. I'm hearing 10
2: years on this Lindor deal, by the way. Wow. But you know, I don't mind. It's a little higher AAV, but 10 years is a little better than 12. <laughs>
0: Hashtag, not my money. Jeff Pesson one minute ago, 10 years. <laughs> Sources tell ESPN. Lock it up, baby. Take it to the bank. Steve, brought out the brink truck, baby. You brought out the brink. Hashtag, right. not my money. <laughs> All right, Greg, you want to start the series preview? I mean, we got the draw on that tomorrow. we went through that. I think we got uh, definitely Stroman game two for us. It looks like Strasburg or Corbin game two for the Nationals. They have officials made it official, but one of those uh, stellar arms will throw for that. I think Greg will lead us off there.
2: We get, who do we have game three, you said? we got uh, Peterson.
0: Yeah, Peterson's throwing games Peterson's does, game so three. Have. All
2: right. I, I mean, listen, we all know Washington's got those top arms. That's what got them to the World Series in 19, and they're still legit. Strasburg's coming off the injury, but I expect Strasburg to be good still, and the NL East is tough all around with pitchers. I mean, that's why I draft them every year in my fantasy leagues, and I dominate and win chips, but, you know, it sucks being a Mets fan, but I think the Mets got the bats to compete with them. We've been able to hit Scherzer at all of them in the past, so we just got to get a couple across for Jake because he's going to match Max and probably beat him, so...
0: No, yeah, I definitely agree. I think those next two games in the series will be huge. I think the, uh, I'm especially intrigued for that game three, Peterson. I'm surprised that he got the bid in front of Walker, but uh, good for him. I know that uh, we didn't think that he was going to mean Connie, at least didn't think he was going to make the uh, team in the beginning. just had the ultimate fight to keep his innings down, but uh, I'm very happy he made the team. He's got a bright future. I think that uh, he's got a very high floor, and I don't think that his ceiling is crazy high, but I think that he definitely could be um, a mid-rotation pitcher, so I think he'll – I'm um, sliding good there. Um, if he, him and Forbin, the lefty-lefty, I think they'll take the day off, so I'm interested to see the lineup then. Um, I'm just interested to see the lineup all three days, really, to be honest. It's going to be uh, fun to see how Luis juggles that. I know I've alluded that in the past, so um, that's something I'm looking forward to. about you,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you are saying about Peterson, I think what's really impressive about him is – getting the job even over a guy like Joey Lucchese. It's not like he just won the job over a bunch of scrubs. I think that says a lot about what the Mets think of him. And especially getting that three spot in the rotation, they must be seeing something out of him that they're really excited about. So I'm excited to watch him score up against Corbin. Yeah. I think that'll be the day we see the lineup change a little bit. I think they wanted to, you'll probably see the same lineups. Um, But I'm looking for Mets. I mean, Obviously, this is optimistic. We're all Mets fans here, but I'm looking for a Mets series win. I'm looking for at least two out of three. I could see three out of three, but I'm curious to see. I mean, we got to see the details with the COVID situation with the Nationals, too. What what the ramifications are of that and who they lose. So, but I'm looking forward to a good That's weekend true. for the Mets.
2: That is true. A positive test did come out. I hope that doesn't delay the game. Hope it doesn't spread to more players that were in close contact or something. Hopefully, it's just something minor, and we can still have the game on tomorrow. But
0: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, from what I saw, it was, um, one player tested positive, and they're quarantining four others. Um, so that's what they're doing right now. They're going from there.
1: And they didn't oh. They didn't say who those players are, obviously, right? That's private. No.
0: Yeah, no, my brother told me that he said it was Soto, but I don't think that's true. I know, that uh, I think he said that because he's day to day on the Yes Champ Fantasy yeah, app, but he heard his cast. I haven't seen fantasy because I don't even want to hear that. But hopefully thing is a terrible series. You know, we're not uh, rooting for anybody against our messies there. But um, one other thing I wanted to tell you, we were talking about it before we hopped on the podcast, three of us, uh, Tywin Walker tweeted, there's a tweet I really want to send out, but I got to hold it back. Oh, well, I send it 30 minutes ago. Uh, and he sent that. That was 36 minutes ago. So uh, he needs something. The
2: team group chat is probably fired up early. They're waiting for the reporters to uh, tweets to come out sooner or later.
1: Yeah, I think Pete would have been – had to held back in the locker room tomorrow if he didn't get his deal. If Lindor Boy, didn't get his else, deal.
2: Something else we got to talk about right now. Another return is the black jerseys. We're back in black. Friday nights, summers, come on. All black uh, to your
0: funerals. Absolutely, man. I'll be pumped up for the game. I just got that season ticket package. So I'll be there 16 games. You'll see me. Uh, section 103, so come on down. Wear your mask, of course. We don't want to be a super spreader everything over here, right? Six feet, maintain your distance. But definitely come say a virtual hello, all right? Um, section 103, 16 games. But now we're pumped. The Black going will be huge. Frankie and the Black, you know, he's swagged out. Jagram, that place will be 20% capacity, but still rocking. So uh, I'll be there a couple of Friday nights. I think I got three or 4 of I've met the Yankee game in September is a Friday night game, so I'll be there. Uh, pumped for that, so uh, give it a go, man! I'm so excited for the season. That indoor news got me fired up. Can't even wait for uh, wait for tomorrow. Now I feel like a kid before mm-hmm. Christmas.
1: Know what I'm mad about though? We need Gary, Keith, and Ron on this call tomorrow, gentlemen.
0: Need that.
1: I mean, we need them recapping the extension. We need them hyping up the season.
0: Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, and I wanted to say that we got that. Dog me ESPN crew on uh, tomorrow, which is going to be—it's uh, just—it's brutal. Thing. You know how many, how many interviews are they going to have on um, between the game Like during the game now, you know, there's going to be one with Endor probably about the extension and everything. But A Rod like, I don't know if they right still doing it or no? They're doing now. I know no, they got
2: no, no, a no. excursion. they got the excursion doing the play by play, and I think I heard Buster Olney's going to be in there, but I don't know who that third person is. Probably either Jessica Mendoza or A Rod.
0: Two poor, poor choices.
1: I mean, we're comparing these three to Gary, Keith, and Ron.
0: Yeah. Different, different levels. Best team from baseball.
1: Oh, hands down.
0: Uh, hands down. I don't think it's even close. Um, yeah, we're getting tired. Kind of, I mean, everybody's just so excited. How could you possibly recover from a bombshell like that? Anybody want to add anything to the series preview? I mean, a mess by a 1,000 now. I mean, everybody. Who's going yard tomorrow,
2: boys? Anybody?
1: Obviously, I'm going to say Alonzo. That guy's got to go yard tomorrow.
2: See, I think he's. everyone thinks Pete's going to go yard. But if I were to bet actual money, I would say Conforto because he's the guy. And now that he just saw Frankie just get paid, you know, Conforto's going to be balling out this year. I think tomorrow he goes Yabo.
1: What about Frankie?
0: I mean, that would be sad. <laughs> I like that. Those are all definitely good names. You got some big power bats in there. But I like my boy Dom. I think uh, I think he matches up against Scherzer well. I think I've seen a couple of good Dom at bats against Scherzer. To, uh, hit him tough. And I'm talking, yeah, he just covers the whole plane. i sure Scherzer's a tough dude. So uh, I think Dom's going to be out there and have a nice third day tomorrow.
2: I'll tell you who's not going to hit a home run tomorrow, and that's Brandon Nimmo.
0: <laughs> we'll be lucky if
2: he gets his swings at bat more than three times.
1: I'll tell you who could use a home run tomorrow, J.D. Davis. Get that pressure oh, off his back.
2: I would love to see a J.D. Davis home run and then all these fans who are worried about it be like, oh, my God, J.D. Davis is legit. He's going to go off again. I would love it because J.D.'s a type of guy like that that will have a huge year just off that one game. And I'm not saying he won't if he doesn't do it. He'll, he'll get one eventually. But if he does it tomorrow, it's going to be big for his morale. You
1: know what else is huge too? And I know all the Twitter fiends are waiting out there. A clean ninth from DS. That would be nice to start off the season, get that pressure off his back too.
2: I have faith in Diaz. Um, uh, I think he looked good last year in the 60 games. I mean, he was in a lot more low leverage situations, I feel like, than in 2019. But, uh, you know, I have expectations for Diaz to be good. So I think he's back.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see how he uses him too. He said that he wasn't going to use him necessarily as a closer. So um, where he comes in tomorrow will be, uh, will be interesting. I think probably um, – my thoughts for the game probably where I would see it going, probably six, seven from the Grom if you get seven from him. Um, then it's probably just May and Lugo to close it out. But then if not, I'd probably see loop in there because the Nationals do have some lucky, especially if um none of their big backs like Schwarber or Bell or Soto are out. Um I know Bell a switch hitter, but he still does. Um hit well against uh, right handed pitching, so I would be uh Luke I think would play a big role in the series as well uh, just because of this. Nationals do have some big
1: to dogs. While we're on the Nationals, what do you guys think for them this year? What do you what would you say a win total for them?
2: They're gonna be a sneaky good team, I think. I don't know about a win total. I feel like they're gonna be in high eighty, honestly. They're gonna be a competitive team. I feel like they can compete in the wild card, but they're gonna be sneaky good. I really like those acquisitions of Josh Bell and Schwarber. Like those are two guys, I guess, like you're saying you're kind of taking a chance on, but I think they can have big years for the Nationals. I'm a little worried about them, but We've been always able to compete and you know take over the nationals with our team, so I'm not. Asking, so.
0: Yeah, I think they did make some good acquisitions. I think they, they definitely have some question marks. The bullpen, I think, definitely still kind of not great. So I probably penciled them in anywhere from like um, low to mid 80s, probably like if they got like a like break to the high 80s, that, that um, would be a very good season. But they like they're World Series champions not too long ago, and they still have very formidable starting staff, so. Can't take them lightly. Um, we had some electric games against them the last couple of years down the stretch but uh, we were competitive. So, uh, yeah, the Nationals are always fun to play with. Always want to beat them. So I'm excited to go back out there and uh, see what the opening series looks like.
1: Yeah, one thing with the Nationals, too, is eventually – well, he already kind of started a little bit, but Scherzer's going to slow down and Strasburg's always hurt. But if the Nationals get a good year from Scherzer and a healthy year from Strasburg – I definitely agree with you, Greg. I think they'll be a sneaky, good team in the NL. Give a lot of teams a lot of trouble.
2: Yeah, NL, no, at least as a whole, is going to be, I think, the toughest division in baseball. Even after the Mets and the Nats, you got the Braves, who have been dominating the division, one of the top teams, big threat. You got the Phillies, who are still a pretty competitive team, I think, even though they lack the pitching, but they bolstered their bullpen, and, you know, they get some starting pitching. They could be a little bit of an issue. And then the Marlins aren't terrible. They have a formidable lineup. They got some young arms. Like they're going to be competitive as well. And they made the playoffs last year. I know it was sixty games, but that still says something. They were like what a thirty-one win team. It's a good stretch. But and at least going to be tough all around.
0: Yeah, at least it's definitely going to be tough. It's, I think it's probably the toughest division in baseball. And kind of um like we were looking at the Nationals, looking at their over under there. So I think that's a good transition into. Part segment that Connie uh, put together for us, we posted it on Twitter, our over numbers for the 2021 season. So we just wanted to briefly talk about that on the podcast. So uh, show a little love to it. For the first one, we had Pete, 40 homers, and we all showed love on that for the over. Got to love that, our boy Pete. Uh, anybody want to add anything? I know we love him. It's a question about this We expect another big year.
1: Oh, yeah. Pete's going to come out. He's going to hit the homers. I mean, I feel like one thing that you know you're going to get out of that guy is home runs. You've seen him through his career so far. The average, that'll fluctuate, but he's going to come through with the homers. I have faith in him.
2: Power's always going to be there for him. Easy 40 this year. He's here to prove something.
1: Next
0: one we got is 320 batting average from Jeff McNeil. Me and Greg took the under. I personally think uh, he'll probably come in anywhere from like 310, 315. I think that'd be great, like that average area. 320 hits that. Extra. I think that's just a little high. So I think uh, not too far under, but I think he would just be uh, just under Greg. Do you want to tier anything your under uh, remark there?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. He's going a top top hitter in the NL, probably going to contend for the title. 320 is just a little high. I hope he hits
1: 320, man. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, tell us why we're wrong, brother. Uh, this one was tough. I'm predicting a breakout year. Not even a breakout year, but I think Jeff McNeil's going to have a very, very good season. I think he's not only going to hit for 320 batting average, but I also think this guy could hit 30 homers. I think he should be our five-hitter, and I'm looking for him to have one of the biggest years out of our offensive weapons. Yeah, I'd love to
0: be wrong there on that one. 320 uh, three from Jeff McNeil. Just
1: fantastic. real quick, CJ, I wanted to throw in this. There's no opt-outs and Lindor's deal. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. No opt outs.
0: I guess shows you he wants to be a Met, man. I mean, uh, he's getting his money. Uh, it looks like he's happy with the situation so far. No opt outs means that uh like, I mean he can't trade his uh, he can't change his mind. I mean there's always a trade possibility no contract after you have to think the dude is uh, here to stay for a while. So it looks like uh, we'll be with him for a long haul in that situation that deal.
2: Like I said, I don't mind it as long as it gets us a ring in the first couple of years, man. First five
0: years or so, that's all it's worth. Actually, yeah. I'm so speaking of window, we'll jump into his. we we'll just his over real fast. So uh, the first one that we had for him was a 285 batting average. Let me just pull this over here. Uh, and so for that batting average, I went under. And I bet you wish you
2: I mean, did it after this, though. <laughs> both,
0: both, <laughs> both went over on that. Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think it's, 285, I think that's fantastic. I think that's basically what his career average is at is 285, so I think he'll come in like 275, 280. Um, And I think that's uh, that's a great season for him too. He'll play this fantastic shortstop. So uh, that's a fantastic season. Obviously, fingers crossed for that, 285. Uh, he just signed signing for the 10 years, so if he's not in 285 in year one, uh, will probably the chance to go down so <laughs> for that uh, maybe 300 next year. So uh, depending on what you guys can tell me why. Uh, I'm um, seeing you know, not not seeing the right thing here.
2: Well, you know, I, I was doing this with anticipation that he was going to be playing for his money, but even now that he has his money, I think it's, he's still going to do it, maybe even hit higher than it, so give me it all. Give me 300.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just ecstatic for this guy to be on the Mets. Like you said 285 was his career average, so I'm just looking for him to go for a little uptick. I mean, who knows? Maybe this guy hasn't hit his peak yet. He could still Get a little bit better, you know. We could see him progress a little bit on offense.
2: Nah, there's no way he's hitting those 35 home runs. We all went under on that one, and I think that's pretty fair. If he listen, if he goes over 35, he must be living in the Coca-Cola corner all year.
1: Yeah, what's his career high like 33 or something?
2: Yeah, he is. He's like a mid 30s guy. So if he does that, it's a career year. He's gonna be under.
0: Yeah, I think a good spot is anywhere from like 25, 30 for him. I think that's good right in there 35 i be mean, that's mvp right there he a 35 35 bombs and uh playing that all-world defense and he's in the conversation for that uh mvp at the end of the year so but yeah we went under for that and i think the next one we wanted to go into, is bounce back up dom smith 85 RBI. um i went under and so did greg on that no i went under and so did tony on that one and greg went over um, i personally went under um, just I think Dom is fantastic hitter, like I mentioned before. I think he can really go deep tomorrow. Hopefully, he's my uh, pick for that. Um, but the reason I picked him for under the 85, I just don't know if he gets enough at that playing left field. I mean, I know that they're going to run him out there every day for now, um, but we'll see. I'm know he. i just not crazy about his defense out there. I know he has improved, um, but that still gave me some cause for concern, so that's why I think uh, I put him just under. Um, I think the ESPN had him projected at 84, so that was a good number for us to pick out. But I think he'll come in just here. What about uh, you, Tony?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I would definitely take him over if he had, like, a guaranteed every day he's going to be playing. Because his problem is his defense might take my lineup some days. I hope it doesn't happen. I think it's ridiculous that we don't have a DH. If we had a DH, I would take the over
2: i've just fallen in love with dom so much in the last couple of years that i think his bat is going to be too good to take out of the lineup every day whether his defense is there or not i think he's going to improve with it and be good but i i mean and i think if he's playing 140 games 150 games this year he's going to have over 85 and we're really going to see with power numbers from dom because like like we were saying we saw 2020 the short season but he hit some home runs and some big hits off some impressive pitchers Dom's got a nice swing, so I think he's going to finally put it together with 162 and have that big power year.
0: Yeah, so we'll go right into Conforto, and he had, uh, so we'll look at him with 300 batting average. Uh, I went under um, for that, and so did Greg, and just, to, I think that uh, Conforto, if he had 300, obviously fantastic. I think he'll probably hit 280, um, 290 in there. I know he had like, 330 last year, so that was fantastic, but, uh, I think he'll have a fantastic year again. I just don't think the batting average will be as high. Um, and I know that uh, Cunny went over for there. So let's see what you got back, Connie.
1: Yeah, I went over. Big factor for me there was he had that good year last year, but he's also playing for that big contract extension this year. So I think that might elevate his play a little bit. And I think he's a good player either way, regardless if that's on the table. But I just think he'll hit over 300 trying to earn his bag.
2: Yeah, I just don't think Conforto's quite a 300 hitter over 162. I know he had, like, CJS to, like, high 300 last year, like, what, 320 or 330 or something. But I don't think he's keeping that up over 162. He's, like, a 290 hitter at his best. He's there for the power numbers. But he'll be, he'll be hitting 30-plus, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think we all are in agreement there that he's going to go uh, 30 bombs. I think there's no questions uh i in their math, so uh, I think definitely we'll have a good year. We will all agree it's on 30 bombs, I don't think there's much more to add there. And the next one was very interesting for me. It was uh, 20 McCann feeling stealing. Um, I went under. I personally didn't, I'm not going to lie, didn't do much research since then. I was trying to, to see what an average number for that was, but uh, I personally went under. I know you guys both went over, so if you guys want to add anything about that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I would say a good season for that is low 20s. That's what the good catchers will give you. But I think a factor for that for me is teams love to try to steal off the Mets because their pitchers aren't the best of holding runners on. But mccannon has got a cannon, man. I think he's going to throw a lot of guys out. And I think teams are going to have to catch on that the Mets aren't an easy stolen base. I mean, Wilson Ramos, he wasn't throwing anyone out.
2: Yeah, a lot of it, it's going to come down to if our pitchers can make that adjustment too to get it, get the ball to the plate early because I know that was always a big thing with the pitchers back in like the 15, 16 times. But when your nickname's McCannon, I think you're easily going to be hosing guys all day. And we got a little preview of it this spring. So I don't think I remember last time I saw Wilson Ramos throw somebody out. It's going to be a refreshing sight to see.
0: Yeah, Wilson was definitely not moving too well back there. He was uh, all <laughs> fly out of the crowd, to say the least. But yeah, Connie, you did make a good point. Um we our pitching staff isn't great at holding uh guys on. And one thing that I did think about before um putting that uh under number was uh, Syndergaard, who is absolutely horrid at holding guys on. He's probably like one of the worst dudes in the league, but only half a season from him. So I was really, <laughs> really so invasive for those guys. But uh yeah so I went under there. They both went over so the three and then um, next one, me and uh, Nimmo, over 380 OPP, I think he rolls out of bed He gets over 380 uh, on base. Connie agrees with me. Greg, not happy. So, we'll like, Greg say? What do you think about that? Well,
2: I, as as you can see on it, but under, this guy stinks because I just hope he does not have a good year. I mean, obviously, I hope he does help the team, but I just don't think... My fans are falling in love with this on-base number. I just hope it's a nice 378, maybe, and I'll just have the thing right. He still has a good year, you know, but uh, I'm just not a Nemo guy, as a lot of people know, so couldn't find it in me to possibly go over.
1: Yeah, I went to UCJ. I think he rolls out of bed and gets that. I think he's going to be – that's going to be a very important stat, too, for the Mets at the top of the order. If they get that out of him. That would be very nice for the 234.
0: I mean, for him not to get that, he's got to hit, what, like 240 probably, right? I mean, his OBP is at least 100 points higher than his, um, you know, at least least 100 points his batting
1: average. Believe it or not, I think that is around his career, OBP.
2: 380? Yeah. It's 3.
1: Him and McNeil are very close to each other.
2: No, his is 390, and McNeil's 383.
1: Okay. Would you go over... Uh,
0: three ninety, CJ. Uh, hmm. that,
1: I'm not sure how much he'll hit
0: because then if he, I think he'll probably hit, like I said, probably uh, two sixty maybe, two fifty five, two sixty five in that range. So I think that puts him in that three eighty, um, three ninety range. So yeah, three eighty five maybe, three ninety. Uh, I don't know if I'd go over three ninety though. That would be uh, I think that would be might be a little high for that.
1: All right, what do we got next?
0: Next, we got the six walk-offs. This is an interesting one. I didn't really know how to gauge this. I mean, I think we'll definitely be in a lot of games late. Uh, I felt like I said it, we all said over. Um, but it kind of makes me feel like, well, does that mean that we're blowing and saved? You know, we have to come in and get these walk-offs and such. But uh, I think the team will have some electric late-game wins. I think they got a lot of guys who come up big, ripping shirts off and such. You know, they love to do that, so. Uh, we were all in agree on the over there. Anybody else want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I just think that you know, a lot of guys on this team are there, and they can play in the moment. They'll perform in the moment. So we've had every baseball team over 162 is going to have plenty of opportunities. I just figured the number six was, you know, like standard uh, opportunities or something. I, I don't know if Cunningham found that number or if he just guessed it, but that was a pretty good number, and I just hope we're going to go over.
1: I looked up what they did in 2015 because I feel like there were so many walk-offs that year. I think the number was eight or nine, so I took about two off.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I was watching the next uh, on S&Y, like right, the or something like that. I think they said there was two, two I think that's a good number. good for them. Um, you know, so we'll just hop into the next one. I think this this one was probably one of my favorites. Uh, nine wins versus Greg. Me and Greg both went over, and Tony went the to under on that one. Uh, I personally won't be over it because I looked at the schedule there's twenty two games against the Braves. So you say at work I mean, if we really want to win the division, um, I think you gotta get at least a five hundred there. So then that kinda of, that was really that put me over the edge there because I think that we will um if not a winning division definitely be in the uh in the hunt to the end for it and snag that wild card. So that was one of the big factors for me. I think that eleven at worst kind of. Um is kind of what we're hoping for there. The Braves are very good, not taking anything away from them. That would be a great series, very fun, a lot of talented players on both sides. So I think that kind of was the factor, 22 games. I thought my magic number was 11.
2: Yeah, I agree, CJ. I uh, I think I kind of picked in on a whim that, you know, we're going to want to win the division. We're going to have to beat them double-digit wins easily. So, I mean, they've always had our number a little bit, but we've always competed. But like I said, I think we got the guys to step up and, we're at their level now so 10 11 12 wins versus them is definitely not unattainable
1: yeah honestly when I wrote down under I was feeling way too positive about this list everything I was writing down I was like this isn't all gonna happen so I was like the Braves you know what I do fear that they could be Mets kryptonite I feel like next to Mets they are the best team in the division they have scary pitchers um if I were to pick any team in the NL East for that under, I would pick the Braves. I think the Mets will play well against all other teams, even though they have their problems with, you know, even the Marlins at random times, but I think the Braves could give the Mets a little bit of problems.
0: Yeah, I think those are good points by 20. Uh, Braves definitely do have a number of times. So hopefully we can crack that this year. Um, next one that we had was 2.30 to grab a strikeout. So we all picked it over on that. It's uh, striking a big year from the GOAT. Um, there's not really much to say there. He's gonna grab and shove it. He stays healthy. He uh I think he passes that number. So any of you guys wanna add anything about our favorite met? Sha Young. Coming to three. Definitely would love some more hardware and uh DeGrom's uh closet there. So then the next one we got was thirteen Stroming This is another interesting one. Me and Greg went on the over there and Tony went the under. Um I think my number I was picking him out was probably like fifteen. I mean I say it looks like he's gonna be the number two in this rotation now. Uh um gonna be out for a while. And not we so we we'll But I think Strowman really needs to take that number two spot and kind of run with it. So I think him uh picking up the ground offense will be better. I know the win stat is kind of um, kind of going away now, especially with guys not really the games anymore. But I think that Stroman will have a good year and I think uh I think fifteen's no number for him. He stays healthy, but uh that's find number there.
2: I agree, CJ. Uh, You know, he would look like a little in 2019, like he was struggling getting past the fifth inning a lot. But I think with time off he's had in 2020, and he's on a one year deal, also playing for his money, he's out to prove something big time like a lot of these guys. And I think he will be pitching deep into those games. And he's a high energy guy. When he's pitching, the guys are going to be fired up and they're going to want to win for him like they will for Jake, I feel like. So they'll be out there. And I think 15 wins can happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just went under, like, Greg, you mentioned it, just the 2019, he wasn't that He wasn't that good for the Mets. I mean, I love Strowman as a player and what he brings to the table, but I just went solely with what I saw off of 2019 and the fact that he opted out in 2020.
0: Yeah, those are good points, obviously. Uh, well, I mean, I guess innings got to be a concern with him, too. He didn't catch last year. So, I think that kind of segues into our next thing with uh, Peterson, his innings, actually, no, mean honey. Um I mean, we didn't think that he was going to be on the team to begin. Thought he was going to get the alternate side, But so Greg this wrong going there. Greg went over the 130, so uh, he's defending PD. He's going for him, so let's uh, hear what he's got to say there. He's right, once. let see so if he's right again.
2: Listen, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm good with him in the show or I got him in my Dynasty League, but I've seen some stuff from Peterson, some encouraging signs, and I think – He's going to pitch well, and I think, that that's, yeah, they might want to think about this cap. I think he's going to force them into throwing, you know. He's up here to start. He's the three this year to start the season, so it's on him, ball's in his hand. He pitches well. He'll learn his time, and then with these injuries, he can get them over in the first half of the year nicely. Second half of the year, when all the big guns come back, I think he'll still be there every now and then, especially in September or October.
1: Yeah, I went under also i feel that the Mets have long relief help this year that they haven't had in a while so i feel like in a Peterson start they might pull him after five innings or so and then they, they might give the ball to Luke casey but I'm just on the board of peterson he's gonna have he's not going to go that high in innings because he's still young so i just went with the under there
0: next one we got the Carlos fresco 150 innings we all hit the under there i mean it's kind of sad he's hurt again, but um, that's kind of a big blow. I mean, I definitely don't think he'll get that 150. Um, who knows when he comes back, you know, time kind to of mystery at this point. Um, he kind of was a big, obviously the auxiliary trade chip, the prize I was endured, but, um, he was still a big piece there. You know, we thought he was going to contribute. He's going to be out for a while now. So, um, hopefully we get something out of this year. You know, JD, I mean, uh, Jed Lowry started athletics now and we got nothing out of him. So that's the last time to hear knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, I'm more under the 150, so it's not good right now for Carlos Krasnick. Uh, nothing on that Any the amendment. I'll just hop into the Diaz strikeout. I went for the under on that. Um, I just don't think he throws enough innings for that. Um, I know I was talking to our friend Sean. He said that I was crazy. throwing 100 to a good number. He strikes everybody out, which is true. Everybody he gets out does strike out for the most part. But uh, I don't think he throws enough innings to get 100. So, uh, Connie, I know you went on it. Juliet, Cunny went on over. over. No, Greg. Went on the over on the
2: yeah, yeah. I took it. I don't know. I like I said earlier about Diaz. I expect big things from him. Uh, I think 100 strikeouts. You said all of his outs are strikeouts. As long as he gets the innings and the opportunities, and he'll get them.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt he's got that high K per nine. He's going to strike batters out. I'm with you, CJ. I just think if he gets the innings, he could get there. But I don't think he'll get that many innings to get 100 Ks.
0: Yeah, these are our poison right there, or our um,
1: best reliever, really
0: Seth Lugo. You know Lugo's hurt. Um, but yeah, that goes to the next one, which is twenty-three blown slaves I said under. Um, that's fingers crossed. I mean, twenty-three blown slaves That that just made for a horrid ninth inning. <laughs> horrid. Hey. Listen, there. We're on the Can't edge of the bad. Take it over. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's no way we couldn't do it to ourselves. But the next one, we all happily took the under, the over. We had 90 wins, pounded. I think Vegas has the method at 90 and a half, so it's a good number by, good number by Um Yeah, pound over the 90, man. I like that a lot, and I think we're doing big things. It's
2: a good future bet.
0: I like future bets. That's definitely a good one, 90 wins for the Mets.
1: Yeah, you look at this team on paper. They should win 90 games.
0: I agree, definitely. And then the last one I kind of threw in there fun, uh, was three Luis Forrest objections. I didn't even know was he all last year. Though.
1: Does that guy get know, angry?
0: I yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen him. I'd like to see him get a little terry at the jackpot team. <laughs> I think Luis is too nice of
2: a guy. I feel like I can't even see him losing it and pop it off like that, but I would love to see it. I hope we're wrong. I hope there's more than three, but I think he's. we'll be lucky if we get one.
1: If this was Terry Collins, I'm hammering the over. <laughs> I, you
0: know, Terry used to love to get a get run every once in a while, but I don't know. We
1: he, he, see Jeffers' biceps. He picks him up and puts him yeah. down. Maybe there's, some, maybe there's some fire behind that. Uh, calm I wonder there. wonder what kind of call could get him riled up.
0: Angel Hernandez can get anybody going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so I think we're we'll going to that basically concludes conclude our last uh, our episode here. We're going to add a new segment that uh, we're going to do some Mets trivia. So Tony's going to lay one out for me and Greg. He's got some Mets trivia cards. Uh, me and Greg have not heard this, so these are going to be our first guests. We'll see here. And Tony, uh, take it away, man.
1: All right, ready? Who holds the all time Mets record for sacrifice hits?
0: Sacrifice hits. Oh, there's God. two
1: guys oh. there's two guys that share the record
2: it's got to be a pitcher right cj
1: that is a there is a guy thing
0: thinking of one of the old guys <laughs> in like the 60s and yeah. they bunting
2: yeah it could be a position no, a, player that wasn't no, a big hitter no. nah, that's tough
0: is one of um, them is one of them a pitcher <laughs> can we think of it like that
1: <laughs> you want me guys to you want me to let you know you guys were on to something with, I'll give you this, one person's from the team in the 60s, one per- person's from the team in the 80s.
0: Okay. I
1: got uh, I got
0: Mookie Wilson as my, my 80s guest. I was thinking uh, Mookie as well. For
2: the old one, I'm kind of thinking Tom. It's gonna be, the guy can, he could handle the bat a little bit, but he might have dropped him down. He's probably consistent with it.
0: And I'm going Buddy Harrelson for the uh I'll go. Those are my guesses. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go Mookie as well because we all know Mookie, Mookie's got the wheels. So I'll be, he's had to go about those sack once then.
1: There's no way we got this right now. There's Dwight Gooden and Jerry Kuzman, both with the 85. Was Kuzma. Oh,
0: Kuzma. <laughs> right, yeah. right that was cool. Yeah,
1: pitchers, I guess. Pitchers used to be able to get bunts down back in the day.
2: Yeah, well, we won't even be seeing pitchers hit in a couple of years, even though I'm
0: sure Jake will be hitting put one out <laughs> once this year. Oh, that would have been a great one we did over under Mets pitching staff home run. On- <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many they hit?
1: Yeah, Matt's used to hit. We lost him. We lost a little bit of the uh, power.
0: Hillary used to hit, yeah. Matt's won't be hitting that also, Blue Jays. Yeah, I think that's a wrap on our, la- our second episode of Mets Mafia. Um, thank you all for listening. For us to follow on Twitter, um, we're on the YouTube. We're trying to get up on Spotify and iTunes. So we'll be out for that as well. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Uh, LFGM, baby.
1: LFGM. Let's go Mets.